Clear skies and some cool temperatures out there. Today will be sunny and in the mid-70s. We can look forward to a nice weekend. Good morning from the KRCB Sonoma County Newsroom. I'm Mark Prell with your first news for Friday, April 1st, 2022. Tens of thousands of California renters facing eviction will be able to stay in their homes for at least the next three months. Legislation signed Thursday extends eviction protections for anyone who has applied for state assistance by March 31st. Meanwhile, on the final day of Women's History Month, California's lieutenant governor became the first woman in state history to sign those eviction protections and other bills into law. Nicole Nixon reports. Governor Gavin Newsom left the country Wednesday night for a family vacation, leaving Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis to take over official duties. She signed legislation extending eviction protections through June for the hundreds of thousands of people who've applied for rent relief but haven't received it yet, and a bill allowing military and overseas voters to apply for same-day voter registration. In a statement, Kunalaka said she was humbled to be the first woman in California history to sign legislation and that she's determined to ensure she's not the last. In Sacramento, I'm Nicole Nixon. Sonoma County's 4th District Supervisor has been fined by California's political watchdog agency. The Fair Political Practices Commission charged James Gore $400 for failing to report the source of income in a timely manner from 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020. The current citation comes from a failure to disclose the source of his wife's income. Gore did, however, report the amount of income his wife collected from her company, Hello Alice, according to the Press Democrat. Tensions remain high at the Amy's Kitchen production facility in Santa Rosa. As a boycott of Amy's products grows and a union drive picks up steam, both sides are waiting on an impending report from state workplace regulators. KRCB's Noah Abrams has more. Last week, Mandela Grocery Co-op in Oakland joined other grocery co-ops in pulling Amy's Kitchen products. While small, the boycott is added to increased scrutiny on the Petaluma-based company. Much of that scrutiny comes from a workplace safety complaint filed with Cal OSHA in January by an employee. Tony Delorio with Teamsters Local 665 Union helped draft that Cal OSHA complaint. He's also been aiding workers at Amy's Santa Rosa facility with the unionization effort. My predecessors took a crack at it a couple times in the last 10 years. But this latest time, a couple of workers reached out directly to us, interested in in organizing and forming their union. Amy's, which recently received B Corporation certification for adhering to certain social and environmental standards, touts its humble beginnings and progressive business practices on its company website, like providing a health clinic for workers, the Amy's Family Health Center at the Santa Rosa facility. But Delorio alleges the clinic fails to protect injured workers. Employees basically have told us that the staff there has come out and said, well, they want you back to work, so we need to send you back to work. I mean, so they're, they're controlling a medical facility where they send their workers when they're injured. Delorio says that Amy's workers and the Teamsters' first wish is to speak with Andy Berliner, Amy's co-founder and CEO. We're just asking if you would and sit down and, and hopefully kind of really realize what's going on at the workplace and maybe something could be settled at that point. On Thursday, Amy's Kitchen corporate office did respond to KRCB's request for comment. Listen for that interview in the coming days. Noah Abrams, KRCB, Sonoma County News. In the pandemic emergency, Sonoma County clinics providing care to the neediest say they're being left out in the cold. KRCB's Mark Albert has more. Clinics that have distributed 6 million vaccine doses to California's un- and underinsured are still awaiting repayment from the federal government nearly 16 months after vaccines against COVID became available. 
Deanne McCallum, Director of Health Information Technology with the California Primary Care Association, a trade group for nonprofit health clinics, says the lapse is squeezing clinics. They're really just getting by. According to McAllen, clinics receive about $27 to administer a vaccine. Although clinics receive the COVID inoculations free of charge, McAllen says it costs clinics an average $67 per shot to administer due to the scale and urgency. State and federal officials announced progress nearly a month ago, but crucial omissions remain. That authorization was approved on March 2nd. The Department of Health Care Services message showing that the authorization was approved, but the instructions, the guidelines, the mechanisms for how to submit for that reimbursement are still pending. If not resolved soon, further uncertainty and delay could result. The reimbursements are linked to a declared health emergency. It's unclear what will happen should that expire before clinics can send paperwork for reimbursement. If there's another surge, they likely would not be able to stand up mass clinics. The extra hours, the weekend hours, the evening hours. Will they be there to be able to continue boosting with now an authorization for 50 years and older to boost? That's where some health centers are saying we, we need to move on and work with preventive care because we're not getting funded for doing the vaccination. Mark Albert, KRCB, Sonoma County News. More than seven years after its passage, Proposition 47 has saved California $600 million in prison costs. According to a new report by a Bay Area nonprofit, Alex Hall has more. Prop 47 reclassified many nonviolent offenses as misdemeanors, such as drug possession and property crimes, resulting in far fewer people being sent to prison. Maureen Washburn is a senior policy analyst with the Center on Juvenile and Criminal Justice. We're spending $3,000 a person compared to $100,000 a person for prison. It's extremely cost effective and the results are strong. Washburn says some 40,000 Californians have benefited from the savings in the form of substance abuse, mental health and housing services. That's Alex Hall reporting. The report comes after recent attempts in Sacramento to repeal or tweak the law, which critics say fails to adequately punish crimes like smash and grab thefts at retail stores. Well, the nation's oldest active park ranger is hanging up her smoky hat at the age of 100. The National Park Service says Betty Reed Soskin retired Thursday after more than 15 years at the Rosie the Riveter World War II Homefront National Historic Park in Richmond. Soskin led tours at the park and related her experience as a black woman working on the home front during the war. Soskin was a civil rights activist and a businesswoman before she won a temporary Park Service position at the age of 84. She became a permanent employee in 2011. Weather's going to be nice today, mostly sunny with highs in the mid-70s. Looking at the next seven days, tonight will stay mostly clear. Lows will be in the 40s, sunny and warmer with upper 70s tomorrow. Partly cloudy for our Saturday night. Lows will still be in the 40s, sunny but cooler on Sunday with low 70s. Partly sunny, slightly cooler still on Monday. Highs only in the upper 60s. But come Tuesday, we're back in those mid-70s. Wednesday, we'll see some low 80s. Temperatures top out in the upper 80s on Thursday, but then low 80s for next Friday, and we cool back down as we head into next weekend. For today, you'll find low 60s at the coast with light gusty winds. Cloverdale, you're headed for a high of 78 later. Hillsburg, 76. Windsor, Forestville, 75. Great in 74. Guerneville, 71, 72 later in Sebastopol, 70 for Petaluma, Sonoma, 73, and 72 later for Santa Rosa. 
Thanks for starting your day with us. Find more local reporting at krcb.org and join us for Morning Edition and All Things Considered weekday mornings and afternoons on KRCB 104.9. From Sonoma County's NPR station, I'm Mark Prell. Have yourself a good day and enjoy the weekend.